Good morning, everybody. Uh, this is another episode of a Win is a Win podcast. Joined by your host, Sam Cookie, which is myself. H-Double, say hello. Hello. We've also got Maddie B. He's, What's up, everybody? Uh, he's he's an extra special guest today because he's actually uh, phoning in from San Antonio today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's, he's so excited for it, I know. Um, but today is a special episode. Today is actually Memorial Day, um, and we actually plan to film this episode in the morning. So it's a little bit different today. Um, I think we all have our we all got our beauty sleep last night, so we'll all be good to go. Um, we have a huge topic to start today off. Um, we are all very close in the midst of the NBA playoffs, and there is a very exciting Game Seven happening later tonight um, between the Heat and the Celtics. We didn't really touch them up too, too much uh, last episode, so we want to kind of give our thoughts on that, um, predictions, uh, ideas on what's going to happen later tonight, and yeah, we'll start from there. Um, so do either one of you want to start on the heat in the Celtics well, topic? Well, I was going to say we kind of both give a little bit of an intro, and then we jump oh. into it, you know. We each have our little moment to, to discuss about something, but Sam, should we... Oh, right. Should we delight Matt and the listeners with our you know, our song yes from yesterday? Oh my god. Sam and I went to Sam and I went to Ha Ha Tonka with a couple other friends, a state park, and we came up with this kind of catchy hike song. <laughs> Charles is hooked on it, I guess. But uh, I think it's I think it's it's pretty fun, at least when we're hiking. Should we fun. should we it spill it or fun. should we just should we just keep it keep it in the, the, we, the we might... box? We might have to save it for later in the podcast. Maybe when we get like really hyped up. It was a okay. lot of fun. Uh, Charles and I did come up with a song to help get through the hike. And yeah, I guess it hasn't gone through Charles's mind yet. He's, he's obsessed with it. It's catchy, man. I don't know. It is, I, it is very catchy. I'll say it's that. It's catchy, yeah. Uh, Charles actually texted me out of the blue last night, a few hours after we hiked. And I was totally clueless as to what he was talking about. It's like, what? What is he saying? But... Yeah, no, I remember it now. It is pretty catchy and fun, so it'll be fun to share. Yeah, Matt, you got anything? Um, not really. I mean, good weekend for sports for a lot of things. Um, I know we'll be talking about soccer later, so I don't know if you've noticed. Charles and I, we've been, uh, you know, repping the teams, you know. Obviously, Sam's not repping his team because, you know, loser. Um. But yeah, we'll, no, we'll talk just about kidding. that later. He's not a loser. He just has a very not good team. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I'm pretty happy to be here in San Antonio. I'm glad to be the special guest, as Sam said. Um, you know, I don't get to be a special guest very often, so yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a special day. Um, yeah, no, we'll uh, later on in the podcast we'll talk a bit about soccer. Um, there's a reason why I don't really. Uh, I didn't really have in mind to rent Tottenham, uh, but we'll talk about it later in the podcast too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, do you guys have any more thoughts? I guess before we move on to our first topic, we're all good. Thumbs up, good. Thumbs up. Yeah, I know Charles is is dying to talk about the bring the song back up later in the podcast, but we'll we'll save it as a special treat. <laughs> but, um, no, the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Uh, it was a pretty proven series. I thought after three games, um, Jimmy Buckets, MJ Jr., uh, they led the Heat to a 3-0 lead after the first three games. And the Celtics have actually come back um, very surprisingly. Most of the people thought they were done. It was going to be a four-game series sweep, but um, they came back. They won last night. They won the two previous games before. So the series is actually tied 3-3 now. And they are playing the deciding game seven, which will decide the series later today. And it's just very shocking because I did not think this would be, this could be, this has a chance to be the first series ever to come back from a 3-0 lead in the playoffs. So I'm excited to see what happens. Mm -hmm. I do have to say, inject um, my bets for game four did not hit. I was like a game off. I think game five, I think, both of the Celtics ones, I think, actually happened. Yeah. But, which is, 
game five didn't hit game yeah. six they would have both of them so i was a sorry i was, I was game <laughs> off you know i right. was expecting a little Man, more apologies yeah yeah actually but, your celtics ones for game six wouldn't have hit either because you predicted you predicted al for 10 plus points he scored four in game six uh-huh. and then marcus smart six plus rebounds and he had four in game six Oh, so did, I actually, not do, did I not do the Jason Tatum one? Oh, I thought I did. No, it's in resources. Yeah, uh, we, we got it marked, uh, man. We got we, you on record. We kept the receipts on you, Matt. That's my bad. I'll be better for the finals, I promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no one's going to bring that up, back actually. Seriously. But Matt, Matt brought it up himself, so. Yeah, hey, I'll be better for the finals. Promise, everyone. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll make it up to us, I promise. I will. But, um, yeah, no. Jimmy Butler, he, he did not look like his usual self last game. Charles and I could have agreed on that. Um, I believe he finished the game on like uh, five for 18 shooting, which is abysmal. And it's just not himself. Um, he barely scraped by with 30 points. I don't, it feels like he performed to get like 10 points for the whole game, but he kind of surged more at the end, but it was the Boston show for the whole game. Um I don't want to spoil anything big because the game just finished last night. But um, Derek White definitely outperformed everyone on the team. It kind of seemed like same with Jason Tatum, but Jason Tatum is known to always do that. Um, Derek White had an incredible um, tip in to end the game. Um, they they clutched it up at the very last second. Um, I was actually watching the game with my uncle live, and we didn't even think that the ball was tipped in at the very end because I believe. Tatum passed it in to Derek White. I could be wrong about that. I passed it in to Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart tried to hit a shot, missed it, and then Derek White with like he tipped it in point one, right? He's when the ball yeah. actually left his hand. Yeah. That's whenever yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty crazy. Um originally we thought when we were watching the game live, uh someone fouled Derek White, I think, because they were pretty close to each other. But um no, they miraculously yeah they clutched up with enough time too but i thought the buzzer was completely over too so it's pretty crazy how the game ended as my dad would tell me in basketball always got to watch the the inbounder and guess what yeah. max Struess, i believe did not watch the inbounder just let Derek white run right to the rim which to be fair oh. there wasn't really it had to bounce that way for him to get it well, so. I mean, to be to be fair though, on that play, they were doubling Jason Tatum, and so at that point, like you would rather double, I'd rather double Jason Tatum than the inbounder. I mean, because I mean, very rarely, how many times with three seconds left does the ball bounce that way, you know? And then when you look at the play too, Max Struess was like probably like if he was maybe I don't know six eight or six nine, right? He's probably blocking that ball. Like, if you look at the replay, like, his hand is literally, like, this close. Like, it's, like, probably two inches from the ball being blocked. So, I, I mean, like, I, mean... I, I, I agree with you. Like, you do have to watch the inbounder. But when you have Jason Tatum there, too, like, I think I'd rather double Jason Tatum and have the inbounder beat me than Jason Tatum. You know what I'm saying? I think he just, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. And so the defense was shifted a bit. But I he definitely, for a split second – Kind of got no man's land and just let him get by. So he had to step. But of course, like I said, it's a really low probability anyways with how much time was left. If the ball bounces anywhere else, Derek White probably can't get that. And you saw how much time was left when he got it. But mm-hmm. so it's not really Max Truce's fault, but I'm just saying you got to always watch the inbounder. So yeah, that's the lesson. But yeah, I mean, the, you know, when the Heat went up 3 0. This was when the Nuggets were up 3 0. We were in the Heat destroyed the Celtics in game three, right? Like the Celtics were embarrassing. People were clowning on them. They didn't really look like they cared. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, this is probably a sweep too. Seems like the Celtics have already checked out. But when you kind of did take a dive back into it and you realize this Heat team, besides Jimmy Butler, like you look at who they have, because they lost Tyler Hero and they lost Victor Oladipo. And they've had definitely some guys step up, you know, Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Caleb Martin. But you look at their, like, overall talent of their roster, and you think to yourself, you know, because, you know, Bam's pretty good, but Bam's not really an offensive threat. 
you know, only on some nights he is. But you look at the, their overall roster talent right now, because especially losing Tyler Hero, and you go, man, they really don't have that much talent, you know, and you compare it to the Celtics, but have a really strong eight-man rotation. And you you definitely argue their players, you know, are better than the Heat's players, you know, especially once you get past Jimmy and Bam. And so at, when you when you look at it like that in, a te- in that kind of standpoint, it's not too surprising that it's tied now. But obviously the nature of how it's been tied is very shocking. And it, I mean, I I don't know what's exactly flipped in the Celtics. You know, being down 3-0, it's probably pretty easy to just be like, you know, it's easily, you know, we could just check out and go to Cancun and just get swept. It's It's probably, you know, pretty easy to think that. But they've obviously stuck with it and they've shown that, you know, they're, they can, they can win this series. So, yeah, I mean, if you're the heat, I just think that they're kind of, I think the Celtics are finally making, have finally made some adjustments and Jimmy has, you know, had to carry so much. It's been difficult. And he shot five for 21 this game six. It's been difficult for him because he really runs the whole offense and has been running the whole offense. And the Celtics are figuring out ways to kind of take that away. And they're, you know, they're playing, playing, there because Jimmy would would get into the you know he would be able to kind of drive and get where he wants shoot his mid-range or pass it because the defense would collapse but they're doing a better job of making Jim making more physical on Jimmy and then those role players aren't hitting the shots that they were hitting for the heat either they're Mm -hmm. missing they're not as hot as they were those first three games and so that's starting to to obviously it's crumbled for him and now we're in a game seven and yeah it's it's been I thought it was going to be a sweep really and then when they won game four, I was like, they might win game five, but I was like heat and six for sure. Mm. And to be honest, I know the heat obviously probably should have won, but in all honesty, the Celtics probably should have won. They were up 10 with like four minutes left. And then the heat kind of just were gone a late surge and Jimmy kind of finally hit some shots and made their free throws. They obviously, he got fouled in the three. He makes all three to take the lead, but like truly, for you know the majority of the game the Celtics played better so they probably deserved to win anyways and obviously they were able to uh, get lucky and you know the ball bounced their way to a streaking Derek White for a tip in so I, I don't know it's I can't believe it's this a game seven this is the fourth time ever that we've seen this when a team's down 0-3 so it's pretty crazy to see happen for sure. Um, a lot of people were counting the Celtics out after game three because of just how dominant the Heat were. But um, it's almost starting to look like it was a fluke a little bit. I was definitely on that train that the Celtics had no chance after that game three blowout. And so I guess some something in like the locker room made the momentum shift really well. Like maybe the Celtics needed to get clowned on a little bit to realize, hey, we're in the Eastern Conference finals. Let's not mess this up. And embarrass ourselves but yeah no it's it's crazy to see that the series is going to a game seven um all i'm for one uh it would be really awesome to see the first ever um 3-0 comeback in the playoffs like this um yeah celtics are definitely a a deserving team they they play really well um things have finally seemed to click um especially last game they they were barely um i don't believe they were leading by more than 10 for most of the game but um it looked a lot more it looked a lot less closer than what the actual game score seemed to be uh i don't feel like the heat barely had any of a chance in these last three games to win a game so the celtics definitely have um momentum coming into game 7 they're also playing Am I wrong, Charles? I see. I see those facial reactions. Hey, hey, it's not just hey, me. Hey, I, Matt's over hey, there too. Hey, you can keep going. I have a little rebuttal, but you can keep oh, going. So okay. Your okay. Yeah, I'm making some questionable takes. Okay. <laughs> but, um, I was gonna say uh, they're also playing Game Seven in Boston, and uh, I know how much of a a crowd fan base around you can help affect the team. So, I oh, man, I was originally a, a big Heat bandwagoner. But I think I would have to make my prediction for the Celtics to take this game seven. History, You're unless the history, yeah, unless MJ Junior has like a, a a ghost flu game and he just drops like a sixty point yeah, 60 he's bagger he's, on Celtics, 60. a sixty <laughs> bomb, sixty bomb, yeah. The Celtics have tend to play really well in game sevens at home the last two years, so yeah, that's, that's definitely in their favor. So, um, 
kind of go off Sam's thing to kind of rebut a little bit. I think that Heat have actually played well. Um, last night, or Saturday night, should the Heat have won? I think so, like 100%. Like, in game four, I believe they just got trounced, which was like, fine, whatever. And then game five, it was kind of close to the very end. But game six, when you were watching it, it was like, it was like the Celtics were just trying to give the game like away. Like they could never put them away. Granted, I know that uh, the Celtics shot, I think 25 or like 20% from three. Cause the only people making it was Marcus Smart and Derek White. And then the heat, I believe were like 41 or 42% from three, you know? And granted, I think we'd have to say the heat do have better three point shooters than, than, uh, than the Celtics, at least in my opinion. I mean, I would, I mean, Having Duncan Robinson, having Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, and uh, Max Struess, I would say is a little better than like Derek White and Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Just because Tatum and Brown aren't really three point shooters, they're more like mid range slash driving, and that's what they're good at. I mean, and then in that third quarter, you saw Jason Tatum kind of took over and was driving to the lane, getting whatever he wanted. Um, but they had multiple 10-point leads, and the Heat kept coming back. And I think that's something, like, that's kind of like the Heat culture, right? Like the don't-give-up mentality, which is what they did. Um, but when you look at the end of the game, I mean, Boston did everything they could to lose that game. Like, I think it was more – it wasn't like, oh, the Celtics won. It was like – I mean, yes, the Celtics won. But, like, they tried to give it up. Like, the Heat – were playing probably the worst they could play because you had Jimmy and Bam out of bio combined for what? Like, I think it was like 10 for 40 or something like that, or 10 for, I mean, it was something ridiculous. We were like, okay, are they going to do that again for a game seven? Probably not. Granted, did Caleb Martin and Vincent, did all of them step up and Duncan Robinson? Like, yes, they did. But you like to think it'd be a little bit more balanced, you know? So for me, it was the Celtics kind of tried to give it away and they pretty much almost did when Al Horford went for the foul or tried to block it. And for me, it's okay. If Jimmy Butler's going to make that contested three on you, like you just tip your cap, say, Hey, good job. You know, like don't foul because then he gets, you know, three free free throws. And they're super lucky that Derek white crashed the board and was playing hard. I mean, granted on the other side, Jason Tatum, he was crashing the board on the other side, um, but it didn't go to him. But, I mean, they got super lucky. So, for me, should the Heat have won game six? Oh, I think absolutely they should have. Um, if you do that scenario probably another 100 times, I bet you 99 out of 100, the Heat win that. You know, I mean, just the way the ball bounces and all that stuff. I mean, what if it hit back iron, right? That thing's going way out, like it's done. You know, like it swirled around, fell to Derek White. Um, that's my opinion. But now for game seven, I think the pressure – it would be interesting to see who the pressure is on because you'd like to think, oh, the pressure is on Miami because they lost a 3-0 lead. But is the pressure on the Celtics because they're at home and they should win, right? So I think also, too, like playing with pressure maybe went into it as well because, I mean, the Heat didn't look like the Heat until like the fourth quarter, you know? And so for me, it's kind of a toss-up. I, I, I want to hear kind of what Charles says. I'm still thinking of who I think is going to win. Um, but those are just my thoughts. And so I'm not coming at you, Sam. I'm just saying for me, I feel like Boston was trying to lose that game and should have, but they got really lucky. That That's kind of my take on that. But game four and five, I definitely agree. The Celtics did come out and he didn't really have a yeah. chance. So that that's my opinion. Yeah, game games four and five, more the, the role players weren't necessarily hitting for Miami. Game six, it was Bam and Jimmy. Although obviously Jimmy had that late surge, but overall for the game he was not very good. So, yeah, you're gonna are you gonna expect that in Game Seven? Probably not. And even though Jason Tatum scored 31, he was 0 for 8 from three. Do I expect that in Game Seven? No, I don't. He always tends to shoot really well from three after a, a terrible three point performance. That's kind of how he's been in the playoffs. So I expect him to make like four or five at least. So it'll be interesting. Game Seven. It's hard for me to pick. The Heat, because I think this kind of loss is just soul-crushing how they lost. 
they're you're this close. I mean, but at the same time, it could be they could it is the heat, so they could use that as like their fuel. You know, like we we shouldn't have lost, so we're gonna end it here. We're gonna we'll just get our finals trip that we deserve. But it's hard for me to to think that they could really bounce back well over something like that. The Celtics team has confidence. They're home. All the factors point towards the Celtics. And like I said, they've been great in game sevens at home the last couple of years in the playoffs. And it's like I said, it's hard for me to pick pick the Heat. I still would give them a chance for sure. I definitely think that this is a team that can win. It's it's the Heat, right? That's one team that you any other team in this if it's the Sixers, you know, like we're probably thinking, yeah, it's Celtics, you know, pretty easily. And look what happened last series, right? Heat, though, that's a team that's I think it's gonna be scrappy. And it's just hard. I don't know. Like, what's is Jimmy is Jimmy gonna give you he's gotta score like at least 30, maybe 40, you know, probably. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be I'm really I didn't think it'd come to this. So I'm definitely still kind of shocked about this little series that we're still here. And, you know, the Nuggets are probably just also kind of just like they're still playing. We still have to wait, you know, but I'm going to well, I mean, I'm going to go with the Celtics just because I trust their I, I've liked how they've played in game sevens at home. And it's hard for me to bet against that. But I know that the Heat are not going to make it easy. And this is one team. That I, 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 that's this is one of the most trustworthy teams, I would say, is the Heat of any other team for a game like this. So I think it's going to be Celtics, but it'll be tough. It'll be a tough game. I mean, for the, for the finals, it was always going to be the first game was always scheduled June 1st. So even if the Heat had swept the Celtics, we would have had to wait till Thursday for the first game. Um, I think the Nuggets, I feel like it's hard because you still want to be in that rhythm. But I think it is good for them because they have three less games they've played, you know, than, you know, the Celtics and all this stuff. I mean, look, I mean, Brogdon is out now pretty much, I think, for the rest of the playoffs, I believe, you know. And if the Celtics do win, that's kind of a key loss because um, I think we can all agree Denver is probably better than Miami. I think we can kind of agree that agreed for that. Um, I mean, Jokic is playing on, like, another level he's playing like on like god mode or whatever it is you know whatever the 2k setting is you know it's like professional what i mean that, that's literally him i mean he's playing like you know all time whatever um but i do i do kind of agree with sam because i was like when i first made my prediction i was like oh celtics will beat the heat probably in five games you know like i just saw jason tatum Jalen brown could probably beat the the duo of Bam and Jimmy from points wise, and then when I look at the others, it's like okay, well they still have Marcus Smart, they have Al Horford, Derek White. Um, at the time, you know Malcolm Brogdon, um, people like that, and I was like, I kind of like them more than the Heat. And the Heat came out to a three zero lead, and now they've lost it. And I do feel like Game Six was the game for the Heat to close it out. I mean, they were right there, literally did – I mean, the Heat didn't play well, but they did literally everything they could to win the game, and they were right there. I mean, they were one away from going to the finals, you know? And so, to me, I feel like I feel like that it will be another close game. I think Celtics win by two. That's what I think. I think Celtics win by two tonight. Um, and I'm, I'd be more excited for a Denver-Celtics finals than a Denver-Heat one just because I think it would be another – probably five game series for Denver. Um, but that that's what I think. I mean, granted, I do like Denver. I have my Michael Porter Jr. jersey with me right now. I mean, I can come go show it to you guys if you want. Um, but I do have my MPJ jersey with me and stuff, so I'd love for the Nuggets to win. But I think the Celtics yeah. have it. So I'm, I'm like you, Sam. I was like, oh, Celtics? Okay, Heat look good. Maybe I should be on the Heat bandwagon. And I'm back with the Celtics. So that's that's where I'm at. I think that's kind of what we all were thinking, honestly. But yeah, does your MPJ Jr. jersey, the, the Bob the Builder jersey, as uh, CB likes to say? Yeah. <laughs> They're Bob blue the ones. He calls them Bob the Builder jerseys. No, I think my... yours is I think yours is, yeah. I've seen you uh, wear it. That, that's a cleaner. That's that's a lot cleaner of a jersey. Ooh. I like yeah. It. This is like the one from like uh two or three years ago when they're in the bubble. Yeah, like the bubble jersey. Yeah. 
Was yeah. that, that's nice. Because, yeah. yeah. Every team so was I, basically, I, every team was yeah, doing some not, kind of funky design too. Yeah. I'm not just like a, Oh, I'm finally a Nuggets fan. You know, like, no, like I've had that Jersey for like probably three or four years now. And I started liking them just because MPJ was on there. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I would say my second favorite team is the Nuggets and probably will be for, you know, I'll keep going with the Nuggets and stuff because I don't really like any um, any of the, oh, my gosh, I want to call them American League teams. Um, the Eastern East, Conference? Yeah, Eastern I don't really like the Eastern Conference teams. So, yeah, so like I said, for a for a, I wouldn't say a guaranteed win, but like maybe an easier path to a ring. As a Nuggets fan, I would like the Heat, but from a series like ratings, like good games perspective, I think that playing the Celtics should be fun. I would agree with Matt. Yeah, I I will say too um, that that pink Miami Vice uh, Heat jerseys, those are really nice. Those are nice, and I do. Like if if Jimmy Buckets clutches up in this game seven, I think everything will be wiped. His legacy will go down as the the true MJ Jr. Uh, he has the exact like same face shape as MJ, so I think there's a a calling between that. So uh, a Heat Miami Vice Jimmy Butler jersey would be pretty cool too. So I'm gonna ask you a Max Kellerman question. Are you ready? Sure. If if we had to do a one-on-one with the Martians tomorrow with aliens, who are you picking? A bum or MJ Jr.'s son? Oh, MJ. Wait, MJ Jr.'s son? A.K.A. Jimmy Butler. Okay. So LeBron or Jimmy Butler then? Yes. That's a good question. Fate of the world, remember? It's like one yeah, shot. Yeah, it, the, one yeah, exactly. It's like a, a big like <laughs> Death Star when he turns the earth. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, LeBron's already had his his claim to fame. He already had his Space Jam movie. Um, I I love Jimmy Buckets for his personality too. He's such a fun guy. Um, I would love to see Butler on like a big stage like that and see him fight the Martians and come out on top. So you're going with Jimmy Buckets? Yeah. And then after after he shoots like a like a step back three, he could he could do like the. Sh- like the taunt to him too, or can do or do like the timeout. Yeah, or like the timeout too. That'd be so fun to watch. Um, I believe that was uh, was it Alf Horford that did the the timeout call at first, yeah. and Butler's taunting him. Mm-hmm. It was pretty yeah. awesome to see. I love a little friendly rivalry like that. Okay, what about you, Charles? Who are you picking? LeBron, because he's already dealt with the aliens in space jam so he has experience definitely the veteran pick <laughs> i think i'm also going with the gm i think as much as i love Hemi buckets i think he could do it for us i would feel a little better if it was Le- Le- yeah GM. i feel i feel a little more confident and a little a little more confident that's fair it would be pretty cool to see like lebron play like a lay gm role and butler is like playing the star player on his team that would be pretty cool to watch. Maybe that can be Space Jam three. Maybe, maybe, maybe we maybe we should pitch it. <laughs> we should pitch it. <laughs> Warner Brothers, hit us we up. should. But hey, Space yeah. Jam three, let GM with 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 MJ's son, <laughs> aka Jimmy Buckets. <laughs> MJ MJ is like the true GM. He's watching like his press box. Yeah, he's just, he's the know. owner. Yeah. yeah, that's that's like a true dream movie right there. There you go. We ready to. To talk about D Hop, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, sir. So I we didn't. We didn't actually. Yeah, Sam didn't mention that in the the beginning, but we are talking about D Hop. Maybe that was supposed to be our secret topic. That I should we should we start doing a secret topic every episode? Just kind of hide it in know. there, we, you know, and then we'll just be like talk about that more more than I think about it. That might actually be cool. But um, we just like we're like we're gonna talk about this now. Someone listening, <laughs> if they haven't looked at the descriptions, like just what? Put, yeah, just put everyone that. on the spot like that. I think that'd be fun, but. uh yeah, I think we got all of our uh, NBA talk out of the way. Um, it's going to be very exciting to watch Game 7 going on tonight. I think I'm going to um, uh, bother Charles and hang out in his apartment tonight. But we'll see. We'll see. There's but, a chance um, of it. No. Yeah, so uh, a few days ago, uh, the Cardinals made a very bold decision to get rid of uh, 
far and above their best wide receiver on their team. Uh, I guess they didn't like any of the trade offers that they got, so they just dropped him. He is a free agent now. Um, the Cardinals, surprisingly, are actually eating up all of the, the dead cap space that came with D-Hop 2, which is really mind-boggling. It's like twenty. It's like twenty-two, twenty-three million dollars. They're just throwing down. Yeah, it is surprising that if he was on the roster till I think it was June. I think it would have. Yeah, it's like June second or June third. It's like what are they? That's weird, and I don't know why they wouldn't train for at least maybe a pick or something. But you can tell that the Cardinals are doing something that starts with a T and ends with a ing. But anyways, (laughs) yeah, tanking. Yeah, Yeah, keep going, Sam. What a what a fall from grace. Like Charles was saying, what a fall from grace of the Cardinals organization from like two years ago, even when they started like 11 and 0, even to this season where star players, JJ Watt, he's dust. He's not even playing anymore. They just lost D hop. What are they doing? You know, I'm not even a Cardinals fan, but like that is such a migraine of a team to root for. I feel so bad for Cardinals fans right now. I'm not complaining about that first round pick they gave us for Hollywood last year. Yeah, why? You know, I not. I'm not trying to disrespect Hollywood at all, but I feel like he's really cemented himself as a second wide receiver or even a third. I don't think he has the kind of talent to even move up to a third, a first. Like he doesn't have the hands like D Hop. He is number one in the league with just his hands, and the Cardinals just dropped him. I mean, I would say Hollywood is worth the first round pick if you have someone like D Hop. You know. Mm-hmm. But now it looks more like a oh that was a bad trade because now you've cut D Hop, at least that that's how I viewed that as. Um, oh, definitely. But I was really surprised. Like also, I think was it was it Saturday or Friday? I think something like that is whenever it happened. And it I was, was really surprised because I thought Friday. Gonna, I thought they were gonna trade him, um, and then nothing. And so I think I don't know. I think it'd be fun to discuss what team or teams you think are in the running for D Hop, and which team you think will sign D Hop. Mm-hmm. It, it. I think I feel like it'd be even more frustrating for you, Matt, as a Patriots fan, because I heard there were a lot of trade talks between D Hop like a couple of weeks ago and like Bill Belichick. He would have loved a star receiver on that team, mm-hmm. but nothing even happened. I would that would just be even more more maddening to think about. But I mean we haven't had like a number a true number one receiver since probably Randy Moss. It's like oh seven. Mm-hmm. So like I'm kind of used to not having like a legit wide receiver one, you yeah. know? Um I do wonder if talks kind of stalled not with the Cardinals, but more with D hop just because Bill O'Brien is now our offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kind of didn't really get along down in Houston, yeah. you know. Granted, I think there should be second chances for everyone. But, I mean, that's definitely a place I could see, like, for fit-wise, is he in need and would he fit in New England? I think 100% he would. Realistically, do I think he'll go there? No. I mean, my, my destinations, I think, I think it could be either Bill's or Jets at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. But my, my personal view is I think he'll go to the Bills. Not the Chiefs. Go get the, go get the yeah, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Well, the Chiefs don't have cap room. They have like two million in cap yeah, room. Yeah, they don't well, have. The Bills, cap room. Bills don't have don't have too much either, but they at least have eight or nine million, so it's at least yeah. better. You can kind of. I was going to say, I believe, I believe the Bills have closer to uh, ten million. But Buffalo, yeah. Yeah, on here it just says Buffalo has just 1.5 million available space, but if they truly want to add them, they'll find a way to make it work. I don't okay. know. I don't know their cap, though. That's just what this says. Yeah. Oh, the ESPN Plus article? No, NFL.com, actually. Oh, okay. Straight nice. from the source. I, yeah, I mean, it's nice to know that the Ravens are a consideration just because he mentioned, obviously, Lamar as, as one of his top five quarterbacks to play with. And we were linked to him before the draft as well. Like, I don't think we're, Odell. I, I don't. Think yeah. So. Well, it's also we drafted Zay Flowers, so if because we might have still traded for him on draft day potentially, but yeah, I don't think we're in the race. But it, at least we're still one of the you know one of the betting odds. 
which is cool. But yeah, I doubt it's us. I, I'm going to give you guys someone else because mm-hmm. I do think Bills are good. Jets. I mean, I mean, I've even heard like the Browns to pair mm-hmm. with Sean Watson again. But I didn't actually realize this team was a betting favorite. But because I thought of when I was thinking about it on my own before looking at any sources, I was like, this team would make sense. I could see this. I was going to say the Cowboys because I know they have cap space and mm-hmm. D Hop has played in Texas. And I'm pretty sure he said he's like Texas. And I was like, that would make sense because he could he could be across from CD Lamb. I know they signed Brandon Cooks as well, but like I don't know. I was thinking I could see Jerry. But Jones. then you have that vertical threat as yeah. well. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. who, who yeah. can go and jump up and because I would say CD Lamb and Brandon Cooks are pretty much like one A, one B for like the type of receiver they are. Granted, Brandon Cooks is still very good. Um, and CD Lamb is like the slot, you know, but if you have D-hop on the outside, wide receiver one, Brandon Cooks is wide receiver two, and then, or whatever it is, right? And then CD Lamb is your slot. That's kind of a nasty combo. And I know they have some cap space. And so I think that the Cowboys, I mean, Jerry Jones is, I don't know. It's hard to predict what Jerry Jones is going to do. But if he wants D-hop, I think that there's a good chance they're going to get him. So I'm going to go Cowboys. That's like my sleeper pick. But okay. as much as I don't want that to happen, because I know Matt is the same. We we can't stand the Cowboys or their fans. Mm-hmm. I think that that would make sense for him to go there. So uh, it was kind of interesting. D Hop made it pretty clear on like which QBs that he wants to play for. Um, I think that also plays a pretty big role. Um, say even with the Patriots, I don't really think he'd want to play with Mac Jones. You know. He's 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 had a few seasons down with Kyler Murray already. I don't think he's impressed at all with him. Um, he made it clear that he wants to play with like a really top QB like Mahomes or Josh Allen or Lamar. Um, so I would kind of have to agree with Matt. I, I think it's a pretty good fit. Um, go on to the Bills. That would make for a very scary um, receiver core. Um, himself, Diggs. He's he's a perennial uh, number one receiver already. And then you have Gabe Davis as well. Um, probably one of the better. And then you have the Dalton tight end Cade. as well, too. You yep. have uh, yeah. uh, Knox, Dawson Knox. Yeah, if not. And Kincaid, the guy from Utah. Yeah, so that's true. It, it makes for a very scary core. Um, the reason why I only really don't see the Chiefs as like a top pick for that as well. Um, I don't really think – well. I mean, not even because the Chiefs don't even really have the cap space to sign a guy like D-Hop. Um, maybe for a vet minimum, if he really, really wants to play for the Chiefs, but I don't think it's going to happen realistically. Um, I think... And... Oh, sorry, Sam. Are oh. you done? Well, um, no, I was just going to say really quickly, um, I think the Chiefs are perfectly fine where they're at. They still have Kadarius Tony. He is very hyped up to be a very good receiver next season, especially with Mahomes passing to him. We still have Kelsey, same old Kelsey. He's going to drop a thousand yards like it's nothing. We still have sleeper guys like Jody Fortson, Sky Moore. Um, I think they're going to do oh, good. Here we go. Talking about the Chiefs again. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, Charles. As much <laughs> as you want to talk about the Cowboys more. <laughs> Whoa, I see it no. I, that yeah. was mad he talked about the Cowboys. That wasn't even me. Anyway, um, we still have guys like Jarek McKinnon. Uh, we still have CEH on our team. I don't. I don't know if he's going to do anything at all, but. So on yeah. that note, I'll stop Sam from talking about the Chiefs. Um... <laughs> okay. Wait, last Ross, sleeper team for the Lions. I'm on NFC again. Or well, is the Lions for the You just Hopkins. said the Lions. Yeah, you just yeah said the sorry. Oh, I messed up. Of course, it's the Lions, think, Charles. I think sleeper team, NFC okay. that's not those, is uh the Saints. Yeah. I really? Guess, yeah. Well, because I... they have a lot of cap room. And then you pair them with Chris Olave and you have Derek Carr and they're in a dome and they play in a warm weather division, you know? And so usually at the end of the career, right? Players kind of want to do more like, you know, warm weather type places. Right. And so yeah, you're playing in, in Carolina, Tampa Bay and um, Atlanta. So two of those are domes, right? In Atlanta and New Orleans. And then two of those is, you know, Tampa and Carolina. Like, that's pretty good weather. And if he wants to make the playoffs, I mean, I'd say the NFC is a little bit easier to make the playoffs this, at least this year and potentially next year compared to the AFC. But that's just the thought. I mean, I, I yeah. think he'll go. I mean, 
I still think he'll probably try some with the Bills because, I mean, hey, just because you can get Super Bowl doesn't mean you're going to win it. And I'd say people who come to the AFC, I think any of those teams are kind of better than, like, the, the top team in the NFC at this point. But D-Hop. Maybe power too, definitely. Um, I, I can agree. I think D-Hop probably does have some bias over – playing more in a dome stadium because that's all he kind of experienced in his career playing with the Texans at NRG and then state farm stadium. That stadium is pretty trash, I think, but it's still domed. So it's actually a good stadium. You think so? Yeah. I really like it. I've been there a couple of times. I, I haven't been there personally, so I can't give an opinion on that. I'm sure it's a beautiful stadium. I just I mean, it's really nice. I mean, if you compare it to Allegiant, like of course it's not as nice. That's true. That, but like that Allegiant is, is like you know, I mean, Allegiant is I like think, brand new. Yeah. Yeah, Allegiant yeah. brand new. I think compared to any dome stadium, I mean, I think the one that could rival it is probably like the Mercedes Benz one, the one in Atlanta. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, I th- hey, I think Cincinnati would love to have a dome stadium. Oh, definitely. They barely got a dome practice field. So same with the Bills for sure. Like. In a place like New York, that kind of setting too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main reason why I kind of I threw some hate on State Farm Stadium though was uh, all of the the turf allegations that they had last season. Uh, oh, the turf is always placed. That always kind of angered me. But I think State Farm is is just you know because they I think Mahomes might be in on that. It is State Farm Stadium, and he's sponsored by State Farm. So he might have been but, like, hey, well, let's make the turf. Yeah, but in that case, though, wouldn't he be like praising State Farm? Since he's he's collaborating with State Farm already. Because Mahomes, Mahomes maybe just a really boy. Just, maybe he's trying to go along with it. But maybe, really, yeah, maybe they helped him. They helped him win. They helped him win. Yeah. They well, Braun actually took a page out of uh, Mahomes' book for a little media manipulation to get everyone to talk about it. I mean, if you look, did Mahomes really slip on the turf very much? No, you know who did maybe slip? No, I just change out cleats. Jalen Hurts and yeah, like maybe, AJ, maybe, AJ Brown slipped. Like, and... hey, I mean, plant this stuff. I'll come to the State Farm headquarters. I'll run some routes, run, do some stuff with my cleats, <laughs> do that. I think Patrick Mahomes is in on it. You think so? I we mean, might have a might have a something. You might have a gate. Oh, 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 some turf gate going on. <laughs> yeah, turf okay. gate. I think, it could be turf I think it's I think it's a little biased just because the Chiefs won in the Eagles spot, but. Whoa, and you think it's biased for Deflate Gate because we want Super Bowl too? I I wouldn't say that, but I will say there were some pretty clear complaints from the Chiefs, especially week one against the, the Cardinals going way back to the start of last he was in, He was just in on it the whole the time. No, they hated like, on it the whole time. No, Everyone complained about the turf uh, whenever the Super Bowl happened as well. I, no, this is what Patrick it, Mahomes saw. He saw, oh, I'm going to play week one and week two. 21 and State Farm Stadium. So if I start week one and say, oh, I hate the turf, then when it comes my oh. turn to play and we, we have to replan it, oh, I can okay. go to headquarters, go to HQ, dap up my boy, you know, freaking CP3, whatever. And then he's like, hey, I got to I gotta run some – you got to run some routes for me so I can, you know, do my cleats, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think it was from week one. I think Patrick Mahomes, I mean okay. I think week no one. no, I think that when Andy Reid was on set, they were already working with him then. Oh yeah. Like, hey, oh, you know, true. this you know, the you know, the, we're playing here week one and week twenty one. So like they had a really you know, okay, so you're saying they had a, scoop? a really long build up to that. They had the NFL script already. Yeah. So, oh, they had the script. Really, yeah. Oh early. 100%. They're the only team that has the script. Okay, yeah. The Perfect. script makers actually yeah, the script makers actually had the, the season <laughs> outcomes right next to them as they're making the script. That's why the Chiefs played week one. I mean, I think I think we should probably send to Roger Goodell. <laughs> you think so? I mean he's a clown, he'll probably take it. <laughs> it's true. He probably uh, accepts anything. As long as there's like a big dollar bill next to it, he'll take it. It's true. What if he's something like a good old like twenty? I think I'll take it. Maybe. Oh, I would definitely take that. I would definitely take that kind of money. I think. But I'm up with Roger. Roger's in about the same position that you are, Sam. So, so if, if Bray got suspended for four games for this, what should Mahomes get? Oh, I mean, it, at least eight. I mean, <laughs> he physically. Oh, oh, I was even. I wasn't even gonna stop there. I was gonna say at least seventeen. 
Oh wow! The whole season where they're like, we're like, hey, four game suspension or double it and pass it on. I think Tom Brady said, oh, I'll pass it on, and then boom, now Patrick Mahomes and give it to the next person. Yeah, so now it's Patrick Mahomes because it's doubled. Yeah, uh... so yeah, you're saying Mahomes or not Mahomes? Brady walked so Mahomes could run in this situation. Yes, when it comes to suspensions, yeah, Brady's <laughs> like, hey, I'll give you the playbook. Here's what you do. He, he kind of contacted stuff. Whatever. Like Calvin Ridley in the offseason is like, hey, how do I, how did I get that indefinite suspension that you got? You know, exactly. I, like you. I mean, Calvin, hey, it looks like Calvin Jackson Mahomes did it. So, hey, you're right now. Hey, but hey, at the end of the day, a win is a win. No matter that is how true. You get a win's there. a win. Hey, if, it's like the, the old baseball quote, you know, from way back in the day: if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. It's true. <laughs> so it's like, it's like a Pete Rose saying. You can't quote Pete Rose like that. And that's why the Astros should should have gotten no punishment for their cheating scandal. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, as right. long as no one goes to the Hall of Fame. We're already I think we're already at 45, aren't we? We are at 45, but we yeah. have to get our last segment in. All right. We can we can get it in. We we've been going over anyway, so Yeah. Yeah. The, the two other boys on this podcast, uh they they've had a big uh, topic brewing, so I want to get them some time to talk about it. Um, they've been following it a lot, so I want to get their. Oh, gotta crack the. Crack so the knuckles. what they do is, um, all the leagues in Europe ended this weekend with some drama for sure. Um, as you all know, Sam, Charles, and myself all picked a Premier League team to root for. Well. Charles picked one earlier this year, but now for at least for the next couple of years, maybe we're going to root for these teams at least. Um, I picked Newcastle, and they're going to be in the Champions League next year. Sam picked Tottenham, and they are going to be in nothing next year because they suck. And then Charles picked Brighton, and they finished in sixth place in the Premier League, and they're going to do the Europa League. First time in Europe for them. So pretty cool, pretty exciting. So oh and you let's know go Seagulls. I didn't even hit the lap thing. So anyways, um <laughs> so Charles, how are you feeling about Brighton playing in Europe next year? Oh, and I do want to hear your thoughts on the TikTok that I sent both you boys and how mm. you how you thought of that. Okay, so I didn't really really start following until a couple weeks ago, to be honest. I know I picked Brighton to start, but I didn't really keep up with them. I just know Matt was like, your team's not doing too bad. And I checked like a couple of times and they were in like maybe ninth at the time. And I was like, yeah, that's not too bad. And then I started getting more into it. But I, Matt had to explain the Europa League to me and the Champions League to me. I didn't even know what it meant, to be honest, because he was like, you guys are in position to qualify for Europa right now. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And so we had to, we had a big talk about that, but the fact that they'd never made it before, before this season, I told Matt, I must be Cinderella because I just gave them the magic, I guess, because as soon as I picked them as my team, they make it to Europe for the first time ever, which is crazy. So, I mean, that's just awesome. Of course, I, I talked with Matt in depth about this. I'm not a fan of how the team that gets us there doesn't get to compete necessarily in Europa next year because we're going to lose guys to the big clubs because I, I'm not a big fan. Like I, I was telling Matt, because it seems like it's just bullying, to be honest, the big, the big clubs with all the money and all the power, just kind of take your guys that they want. And they're able to, because I mean, I don't blame our, you know, our guys, because they're going to get more money. They're going to get more opportunity, you know, bigger, bigger market, bigger city, but it just sucks because we're going to lose some of our best guys. So the team that got us there is not even going to get to compete in Europa next year, which I think is really dumb. But I, I did think Europa was more of a postseason type of thing. I didn't know it was like a more of an, its own season necessarily. So it makes a little more sense. But I am sad about that to see some of our guys go. I know two of them are, are scheduled to to go because there's some team. I know Arsenal is into one of them as one of the clubs going for him. But mm-hmm. Hey, I'm excited. It's on Paramount Plus, which I have, so I'll definitely be checking that out. We could get crushed in the group stage. You know, we could easily lose all the games and be done, but at least we're there. So, unlike Sam and Tottenham, who, thanks to us, 
we let Astonville win because it didn't really matter because we were already cl- clinched in six, which got us Europa. Aston Villa was behind us, and they were in front of Tottenham. Tottenham, and since they beat us, Tottenham got eighth and didn't qualify for anything besides the you know the Premier League again next year. So that makes me happy. Yeah, and th- I told Matt that's what I wanted. So yeah, okay, it, yeah. Since I mean the Chiefs are doing so well, I have to pick a team to get clowned on a little bit. Yeah, I, I found out this morning that uh, I didn't realize Tottenham was kind of basically the Browns in the soccer world. Their their whole <laughs> franchise has been dog water. I don't want to be too rude on them, but their whole franchise has they're, been dog water ever since they were founded. They're like the Power yeah. Five, though the Premier League. is what Matt was saying. They're like yeah, they're the, top. In the big. They're called Big Six because they're like, six. like the most money, like one of the most money, right? But they've never oh, won a really? trophy. I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised by you saying that because usually they're they're pretty perennial teams like Chelsea and Man City that always have a, a ton of money to spend. And like Charles is saying too, they kind of just scoop up all the good players, all the money and power that they have, and just well, like yeah, it's it's, it's all the leagues, the good teams at all. I the mean, the, the big yeah. six in the Premier League gets Man City, Man United, Chelsea, uh, Tottenham, Arsenal. And uh oh my goodness, who's the number six? Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah, thank you. Liverpool. I was gonna yep. say, yeah. Yep. So that's the that's what they call the big six. So mm. maybe they should rename it to the little one for Tottenham. As Tottenham. Yeah, for Tottenham. Should be like should be big yeah. six plus one or big five plus one. Yeah, big five plus the little brother. <laughs> Hey, all I know is, yeah, as Matt said, that TikTok he sent us, it seems like uh, they don't have a great reputation, which is why you yeah, no, of the Browns. And that's pretty much where that I manager loves every other, you know, he feels like he has connection with all these other clubs. He's coached. He named like seven of them. And he's like, well, except, 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 except Tottenham, whatever the guy's owner's name. He said, except his Jose, team. Yeah. Jose Mourinho. That was the yeah, coach. Except, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said that well, at the it's end. Funny. It's yeah. funny because Jose Mourinho at every club he's been at, he's won at least one trophy. Mm-hmm. And then at Tottenham, he was there for like <laughs> a year or two and didn't win anything because he was like, oh, yeah, the owner wasn't giving me the players I wanted, didn't really let me coach. So, yeah, I don't really care for them. So, yeah. Ouch. Well, I guess I'm going to have to piggyback on them. Um, I, I will definitely root for them for, in the Premier League. Um, hey, but that means that for next people. season, the Premier League, that'll be fun. For all of us, we all chose different teams. So that is true. That will be fun. Um, exciting things to come for that. Um, hopefully, I'm not like that guy, and I'm just like Tottenham is the absolute worst. They didn't. They don't do anything for me. They need to send me like a, a little jersey or something so I can rep them along with you guys and your teams. So hey, also I just gotta say shout out to Roberto De Zerbi, the Brighton man. His first year leads us to Europa, so he seems like he's he's a up and coming guy for sure because. He came from a Ukrainian Premier League team before we hired him. So, mm. and he might be gone too soon then, but whatever. <laughs> and, and that's why Matt said, I got to get a power team. I can't just root for Brighton because it's going to be really hard for him to have success like this every year with how soccer is constructed. So, mm-hmm. my goal by the end of the summer, probably this before the start of next season, is to, to pick a, a power team in any of the leagues. So, I mean, Brighton can be your first love, of course. Yeah, but you always have like that power team. Like, okay, I really like them. You know, they can at least be consistently like in contention to win championships. You know, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Hey, we gotta talk about your your. I mean, you obviously you're kind of loving Newcastle a little bit, but we gotta talk about your number one true love, who you've loved since birth. <laughs> well, ever <laughs> since I've known you, at least birth. that's for sure. Yeah, and that is Bayern Munich, who I thought. It, it was they're they're what is it now twelve or eleven in a row? It's eleven. There are ten. I guess it was ten. Ten Bundesliga League Street Championship was in serious jeopardy. Dortmund was up two points. Each had one match to go. But if Dortmund won, you know they controlled their own destiny. If they won, they were the champions, right? Mm-hmm. But any other scenario, and Bayern wins. And um, guess except what? For, except for if oh, Bayern. If yeah, I, or or lost, but then, I knew they weren't the, going. I knew they weren't going to. I knew they were going to win. I mean, <laughs> I knew they were going to win. We, we don't have to argue that. But Dortmund choked. Oh man, they they. I think I don't know what happened. The pressure must have gotten to them because 
they had a disastrous first half against let me pull it up i forgot the, the name uh against mines mines, mines who i've never heard of and when you look at the standings mines is i guess they're a ninth so they're not like a complete pushover but they've been they were on a big losing four streak game, to end the season four game lose, losing yeah. streak and they allowed 13 goals in that four games yeah and if you're dormant you gotta you gotta you gotta just take care of business and win that one and they had a disastrous first half I'm, I feel so bad for him because it was I know a lot of people were rooting for him I'm happy for Matt of course but like it would have been cool to finally see another team kind of take over because you know if I'm being honest <laughs> Bayern is like the the Patriots of the AFC East when Tom Brady was there just farming the division because I was looking at the top comments of uh there was a post about them and one of the top comments said Farmers League <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah but it's uh it wasn't it like an um I didn't look at the, I wasn't able to look at the stats exactly that's still something I gotta improve on with my soccer knowledge and Matt will help me but there was an own goal in that game right or some somewhere or something in which one the Dortmund game or it was like uh, I know one of them missed a missed a penalty kick right penalty. yeah I know so, that happened yeah so I was following on my phone because I was actually helping someone move with my dad so like I actually wasn't watching it, which honestly was probably a good thing because I would have been stressing out like probably the whole hour and a half or whatever. Um, so what happened was Byron scored early, like in the eighth minute, one nil. And then in soccer, what's funny is once they score, like in the arenas, like on the last day and stuff, like people will either get it or the arena will announce it, right? And so after that, I think in the fifteenth minute, mine scored one nil. But then Dortmund got a penalty, but the regular penalty taker didn't take it. It was someone else. Um, actually, it was Sebastian Allaire, and and he actually um is a cancer survivor. Like he he had cancer earlier in the year and came back. Anyways, he missed a penalty, and then like three minutes later, Mainz scored again, made it two nil. Um, Dortmund made it two one with like seventy minutes to go, and then what happened in the Byron game was um there's a corner kick. Anyways, one of the Byron players jumps out and it hits his hand in the box. And the other team, uh, Colm, that's who was playing Byron, they got a penalty and they made it. So it was 1-1. And so Dortmund was like, okay, even if we do lose this game, right, like we'll still win because they'll be a point behind whatever. Um, But then one of the Byron players, Jamal Musiala, he's like 20 years old. He scored in the 89th minute to make it 2-1 for Byron. And then Dorman did score in like the 97th minute because you do 90 plus whatever the injury time is. They did score, but it wasn't enough. Um, and so they ended up tying on points. It was 71 points each. But because of goal differential, Bayern won the league. So basically means that they scored more. Um, it, they do like goals for, goals against, whatever the number is. That's like your goal differential. And that's how Bayern won is because yep. they were better in that area. So. Kind of a crazy last day, though. Like, if you're watching soccer, I think everyone would want that to be, like, every single last day for a league, you know, no matter what team it is, you know? So. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, like I said, I, I got to admit, I was rooting for, for Dortmund, to be honest, because it would have been cool to well, see Well, I think everyone games. was. I mean, even myself, like, there was, I mean, granted, I would, didn't really want Dortmund to win because it's, like, a rival, you know? But at the end of the day, too, it's like, well, Bayern has played so bad this year that, like, I hope someone else does win because I don't think Byron will play this bad next year. Like there's just a lot of things going their way and it's been 10 years. Like, you know, it is kind of nice to see other people win, but then they didn't. And I was like, I mean, I wasn't too upset. I was like really happy, but like in, in the soccer terms, instead of choking, they call it bottling. So like they bottled it. So basically Dortmund bottled their chance to win the league for sure. hundred percent. Hmm. They bottled it. Mm-hmm. Matt's been teaching me some soccer terms lately, or some football terms. Football, so, yeah, yeah. My last thing, real quick, Matt. So you know how I picked Brighton and initial. What was your initial thought on Brighton? Like how they would do? Um, I think I have in my notes. I think I had the prediction. I think. Oh yeah, you predicted all twenty in the Premier League. I think yeah, you did, it did for every league. Um, yeah, where'd you have Brighton finish? Okay. 
Um, Maddie B, I had Brighton at 15th. <laughs> oh, the disrespect. <laughs> so you so, are not you are not expecting this then. So yeah. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, who else were you like off on in the Premier League? Um well I didn't get I think I got um well so the relegation people I didn't get right at all. So nice. I had Leicester City and Leeds at six and seven and they got relegated, so they were very bad. And then wasn't Southampton, didn't they also they got relegated? last. Yeah. Okay, so I had them at nineteenth, so that's not bad. Um you had none of the teams as relegated. So I made predictions for this? Yeah, you did. Oh my god. I don't want to even look at that. Yeah. Who'd have it? You you just Brighton was number one, Crystal Palace two, Tottenham <laughs> oh, three. Wait, Tottenham who was number four. two? Wait, wait, who's two? Uh Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. <laughs> okay. <And> Tottenham yeah. <laughs> was three. Nottingham Forest was four. Arsenal five. Six was Newcastle. Um, etc. I mean, I had Newcastle. I think I, I'm pretty sure I ranked them off logos. I think that's what I did. You I don't did. think I actually ranked them. Yeah. And then I think I did some for um for all the other leagues too. You did all the leagues. That was a I long episode. Move. I remember. I was basically Sam right now when you did that. Just you were just going off on all the all ranking all the teams, and I was like, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> And now I'm kind of interested in what he what he picked. So yeah. maybe Sam will be interested in a couple months in soccer. Maybe I mean, for I Bundesliga, him. you picked Bayern as six and Dortmund as ten. So <laughs> I mean, eh. pretty safe picks. I picked Bayern as six. I I think that just disqualifies me from having any soccer knowledge. Yeah, that. I mean, I was I was actually pretty close on mine. I did Bayern as one, Dortmund as two, Leverkusen was three, Leipzig was four, and then Freiburg was five. So not too bad. It wasn't too off. Congrats! Yeah, I, I I forgot you did all the predictions. I I just wanted to hear your premiere. Yeah, I'll have ones, to so. I'll have to put them in the. In the little group thing, so everyone can see, and then next year we can all make, we can all make like make, the, yeah, we'll make new I, predictions. I think Brighton might finish fifteenth next year, though, to be honest. But we'll see. We'll see. So, anyways, yeah. sweet, that was awesome. This was a great episode. Thank Sam. You, you got through it. You got through the soccer. Yeah, we we got through it. I will. I will eventually learn more on the soccer lingo. So, so we football lingo. We got a little bit of dead time right now in soccer, right? Nothing. For a little bit, at least. You'll have the FA Cup final, and then you'll yeah, have Champions I, League. Other than that, it won't start up until August again. August, like, end yeah, of August. The, which, by the way, that Brighton, like I said, lost in a in a sh- uh, shootout in the FA semifinal <laughs> against, was it was it Man City, I think? Uh, I think it was Man City. Yeah, we, we tied 0-0 and went to PK, uh, PKs, and we lost. Yeah. PK. So we actually could have been in that, potentially. So that mm-hmm. sucks. But, bro... Oh well. It makes me so happy. I can't believe the team I picked is actually like somewhat competitive. <laughs> it's cool. Thanks, Matt. I think I think Matt laughing at him. I think they saw that and they used that as motivation. They had a picture of of Matt laughing in their locker room. Hey, I'm just happy the boys are starting to like soccer. So that's all I care. About. I, I don't know about Sam, but at least I am. Dude, so. I am the I'm the biggest Tottenham fan there is. <laughs> I I was so sad to choke. I got relegated yesterday. Choke. Well, no, they didn't, get, they didn't get relegated. Get, they didn't. No. You just didn't no. qualify for any for any Europe. thing. Yeah. Oh, but they're still they're still they're still in the Premier League. Yeah, they're still in the Premier League. They just didn't qualify for like the competition where you like can face anyone in Europe, so like teams from Russia oh, okay. or Portugal or Germany. You know, I'm so I'm so, so pumped to watch Brighton. So in that were, was Tottenham good enough to not get relegated, but they didn't qualify yeah. for anything cool. Yep. Okay. That's yeah, fine. they weren't even close to getting relegated still. They were still in the top half. Only the bottom three teams in the Premier League get relegated. You guys were eighth. So 2019 oh, okay. and 18 get relegated. And so you were way up. Oh, okay. But yeah, That's not so bad, then. the top seven in the Premier League this year got to go to Europe and you guys oh, missed it by a point. So. We missed it by a point. Yeah. It does suck. But we could Ugh. be. You guys kind of choked it away, to be honest, Did a we... little bit. Or sorry, bottled it up. Or bottled we bottled it up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, hey, I got you, Matt. I got you. Well, on that note, boys, 
I think it's the end of our podcast for today. We've, yeah. we've talked a lot. We've done some yes. good stuff. Um, hopefully everyone can watch the finals tonight. Um, have a good finals, of course, or not good finals, a good semi fine, a good conference finals, you know, for <laughs> yeah. and Celtics. Thank you all for humoring us with yeah. our soccer talk. We do appreciate that. And, you know, we'll be interested to see where D-Hop lands. Um, yeah. Other than that, Happy and again, happy Memorial Day! Have happy a, Memorial a Day because this should come troops. out today. Yeah, it should come yep. out today. Thanks to all the troops and should, you yeah. know all the freedom that we have. You know, God bless America, as they say. Um, but that is it for a Wins Win podcast today. Um, Sam Cookie, H Double, Maddie B. Peace. Give you the wave.